This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. As driven, ambitious Christian entrepreneurs, how do we grow our business in a way that honors Christ? From seeking Him first in all of our business dealings, being surrendered to His will, and knowing exactly where and how we can make an impact through our business for the furtherance of His kingdom. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, and these are just some of the topics my guest and I will be discussing in the hope that we may inspire and empower you to walk strongly in your faith so you can build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Let's dive in. Hey, it's Anne-Marie and welcome to another show. So I recently read that one of the greatest challenges that many podcasters face is how to ensure their podcasts can be discovered amongst the millions of other podcasts that are speaking about similar topics as they are so that they can build a successful audience. Now, maybe this is a challenge that you're facing if you've already got a podcast for your coaching business, or maybe you are a coach or a consultant, or maybe doing a bit of both in your business and you're planning to launch a podcast soon and you want to make sure that you have a robust strategy in place to ensure that you're able to build an audience of your ideal clients with your podcast. This episode is for you because I want to share five tips on how to build a podcast audience of your ideal clients, your dream clients for your coaching business. It's lessons that I have learned and things that I'm now leveraging over the many mistakes and the things that I've tried over the last 15 years in podcasting. Now, before I dive in and I reveal these five tips on how to build a podcast audience of your ideal clients for your coaching business podcast, there are a couple of important things that I want to share with you first. Because if these aren't in place, you're just not going to get the best results out of any of the five tips uh, that I share with you in a moment. And the first of the important things that I want to share is this. It's one of my podcasting principles. Build reputation equity versus vanity numbers. Now, what does this mean when I say build reputation equity versus vanity numbers? Now, this is one of my podcasting principles, and I always share this with clients who are very much aspiring thought leaders or they've built their reputation in a certain area and they're really wanting to expand on that. They feel like the world's best kept secret, but they know that they've got a solid base upon which they can continue to build and uh, grow their message, their brand, and ultimately their business through the clients that they work with. And I share this with them when they're about to launch their podcast or they're thinking about launching their podcast. We need to focus on building your reputation versus building an audience. And here's why. 
building a reputation as an influential trusted authority. So you become the choice versus just a choice with your podcast. Well, guess what? That is bankable. That is money in the bank. But building vanity numbers, just numbers for numbers sake is not. Now, when I think of my own podcast, and I've got three of them, and I host and produce a number of other podcasts for alliance partners and clients, I'd much rather build a smaller but highly niched, highly engaged audience of my dream customers than have an audience of thousands of people that do nothing. And that's my encouragement to you too. Focus on building your reputation as an influential trusted authority. The choice versus just a choice for your dream client with the content that you share on every podcast. And if truth be told, this is what you should be doing with all and any of the content that you create. Because when you do, you'll continue to build a quality audience of your dream clients that are following you across socials, that are in the online and maybe even offline groups that you are building relationship with, and certainly on your podcast as well. Now, here's the second thing that I want to draw to your attention. And the second thing actually has a number of musts. And these are musts before you launch your coaching business podcast. You want to get clear on these things because these things will ensure that every episode you publish will continue to build brand awareness of you, of your thought leadership and of your podcast, while also continue to build your audience of dream clients with each and every episode that you can continue to publish and uh, share. Now, the first must is you must know who your dream client is. It sounds so simple, yet one of the key areas I see so many coaches struggle with because they're not really clear on who their dream client is. Because how can you build an engaged audience of your dream client unless you know exactly who he or she is? What keeps him or her up at night because of the challenges that he or she is facing? How do you know the type of solutions that he or she is looking for, the keywords they're typing into Google or that they're asking their colleagues or their social media community? What are they saying to describe what they're looking for? And are you incorporating this language into your content and obviously your podcast? This information is crucial and it's going to shape your content. This is something that I do regularly. I also look at what other people in my industry are sharing to see what language are they using or what are they uh, sharing that can enable me to continue to keep my finger on the pulse as to what questions, what solutions are people searching for and what challenges are my ideal client looking for. The other day I was looking, uh, just scrolling on my feed on LinkedIn and I happened to see a poll that someone had asked a number of questions and he gave feedback of the results of the poll, P-O-L-L. I'm a I'm a Kiwi Aussie, so if you're not understanding my uh, my accent, you know when you question certain people, a poll, and uh, they uh, respond, and then you get some great uh, insights and feedback. Anyway, so the 
the poll was asking, you know, what are you challenged by when it comes to building your coaching business? And one of the very first or the highest results of a challenge was generating leads. And the second highest, which was, there's a little bit of a gap, but still very important, was quality leads. Now, that was a great validation for me because this is something that I have also heard and observed and had my ideal clients uh, give me feedback on that they're not just... um, you know, struggling with generating leads, but quality leads of their dream clients, which is why I constantly talk about, uh, you know, generating quality leads, attracting your dream client, that, that kind of thing. There is intention, there is a reason behind some of the language that I use. So I'm sharing that as feedback so that you can start to uh, do that too for your business and with your ideal client and know where to kind of start looking for that evidence to support Uh, you know you as you continue to shape your message and ultimately the message the topics that you share on your podcast so that is you must know who your dream client is the second must is you must create you must create content for your dream client content that your dream client is searching for and interested in. Now that might seem really simple and uh, a duh, of course. You need to be clear on all of the things that I mentioned earlier, but also the topics that you speak about, that they're consistent, that the insights that you share weave in your story, your journey, building rapport, that unique and uncopyable, the insights and the journey that and the lessons that you've learned along the way that only you can share because You've experienced it and you've come up with these innovative ways in in which your ideal client can uh, solve their issues. And it has to be of interest and it has to be of relevance to your ideal, your dream client. And the last must is you must be clear when it comes to your podcast on the unique and uncopyable listener experience that you create so that it resonates with your dream client. When you do, you can bring that to each and every show. Because here's the thing, you can have the best content in the world, but if you're hard to listen to or the way in which you communicate and engage with your guest is distracting, you run the risk of losing your listener's attention and an opportunity to continue to build that relationship with him or her because they've probably just clicked stop and gone and searched for another podcast. So this is a listener experience that's unique and uncopyable to you. And really what that is, is getting so clear on what makes you unique, what makes you stand out from everyone else, your mannerisms, characteristics, and a blend of that when you, when you are able to clarify that, define what that is, it's not you being any, anything else but you, but bringing that unique and uncopyable you, elements of you that no one can copy to the forefront and across every single show. And uh, that's so important. No one else can copy that. As I say to uh, to my my clients and my community, uh, people come for the topic, they return for the host. You may be speaking about a certain topic, but you bring your own flavour to that, your own experience, you create your own unique and uncopyable listener experience. And your ideal client will resonate with that and think, man, I love the way 
that, you know, I'll say she, I love the way that she um, brought in her story, the way that she just speaks, the way that she, you know, I can, your values, your core values are shining through in how you uh, relate and how you interact with your guests and obviously your community, your audience too, and that just shines through. But you have to be clear on what that is and then you bring that intentionally forward in each and every episode. Okay, those are the musts. You must know who your dream client is. You must create content that your dream client is searching for and interested in and you must be clear on your unique and uncopyable listener experience that you know resonates with your dream client so that you can bring that to each and every show. Now, when you have all all of those things in place and they're clear. I'm going to dive into the five tips on how to build a podcast audience of your ideal clients for your coaching business and podcast. There is something that I do want to say. Some of them may seem like a no-brainer, but as the saying goes, often the simplest of things can have the most powerful outcome. And of course, some of the things that you'll want to be doing already for what your podcast is, ensuring that it's available across all of the major podcast players, you're sharing your podcast from your own website, as well as sharing micro content from each episode across your social platforms to help build your audience. Now let's get on to the five tips, the five things that you may not have considered to build your audience. Number one, notify former and or existing customers. Now, we've all heard business coaches confirm that it costs five times more to acquire new customers than it does to upsell or retain existing customers. Now, using that same thinking, it's going to take longer for you to build an audience from people who may not know you yet. They don't know you, they don't they don't like you, and they haven't built a trust in you. And you compare that to building a podcast audience from people who've already worked with you or are currently working with you and therefore have a pre-existing relationship with you. Now, there are a couple of additional benefits to reaching out to former or existing customers besides the pre-existing relationship that you've built, which means they're more likely going to want to listen to your podcast. The first is this. It's a great way to reconnect and keep in touch with former clients who may be searching for additional support that you offer, which they may not be aware of yet. How many times have you spoken to a previous client and they, you know, you might catch up and they tell you what they're working on and that they may have just have hired a coach and you think oh I do that too because we may just assume that clients know what we do don't assume anything don't assume anything and also if you're anything like me with the ongoing learning that you're doing your program continues to evolve and get richer and deeper in the level of support that you can provide former clients now again they may not be aware of that yet So your podcast is going to offer a great way that you can reach out to them, rekindle that relationship whilst also continue to provide value while you also remain top of mind. Because as you're sharing the kind of work that you're doing and what's possible and case studies and all of that in your podcast, your former client may think oh I'm looking exactly for that and of course who do they reach out to when they're looking to invest in their next level support 
you. So reach out to former clients. Now, existing customers, customers who you are working with now at the moment, they no doubt are going to find a real benefit and value from the content that you share on your podcast, even if it's something that you're working with them on. You know, if we've ever watched a movie and then we watch it again and then we watch it again and each time you hear something, you see something which you think, was that in the movie the first time that I watched it? I can't remember that. I call this, when it comes to learning new things, I call it layered learning because the deeper your learning gets and then you shift your mindset around something and you become far more familiar, um, it becomes kind of like a conscious knowledge and a conscious action and you're moving forward with that new knowledge and understanding, then you hear something else and that then adds to that new knowledge and on and on it goes. So you may be working with an existing client. You think they won't want to hear me share the same thing that we've just covered. Not at all. It's going to validate what they know. It's going to, I know that. And it's going to continue to layer the learning, strengthen the learning so that, uh, you know, they can continue to work and achieve their outcome far quicker, by the way. So being able to listen to you share your expertise via a podcast is going to continue to support them, enhancing their knowledge alongside the work you're doing with them. So share it with existing customers. And lastly, on that point, when you look at both former and current clients, they could be connected with more of your ideal clients. So ask them to share with their community. By doing that is going to ensure that you can continue to build your audience numbers. You know that saying, like-minded people flock together. Well, guess what? Your ideal clients are most likely hanging out with former clients or current clients and your former clients and your current clients because of the pre-existing relationship with you and they know, like and trust you and some of your clients may be absolutely raving fans about you, love the work that you do, means that they're going to be far happier to share and they will share your podcast with their community. So don't leave that rich community of former and or existing customers. Don't leave that by the wayside. Leverage existing relationships. All right, that's number one. Number two, the second tip, the second uh, thing that I want to share with you, how you can build your audience of ideal customers is with prospective customers. What do I mean here? Well, we know the importance of building relationship with a prospective customer as they're getting to know, like and trust you. You've probably heard me share before on various podcast episodes about the three stages of the customer journey and the different content that you want to be sharing across those three stages. And as someone is becoming aware of you and then they're going into the second stage of consideration that you can continue to share information that they're considering you, your services. Why now? Why is what you're saying so relevant for them? Well, guess what? What better way for them as they're considering you, as they're researching uh, what you do, then by experiencing you 
through listening to one of your podcast episodes or a few of your podcast episodes, as long as they're relevant to uh, the area that they said that they were struggling with. So this is what I, what you can do. Add relevant podcast episodes with specific topis, topics that you know your prospective customer is going to find valuable to your automated customer relationship building funnel. That's exactly what I do. Um, if you've accessed one of my opt-ins, you know that there is a podcast series where we dive deeper into what I'm sharing with you along the emails that you're getting from me and the resources that you get access to. I'm leveraging podcast episodes so that you can hear my voice um, in that sharing of that content. So that's what you can do. Add relevant podcast episodes with those specific topics into your automated customer relationship building funnel. Secondly, if you've published a recent episode that you know is on topic or, or on a topic that a prospective customer has shared was with you was a challenge for them and that they're working on and they shared that with you during a strategy or, or a discovery call with you, send them a personalized email or a message along with the link so that they can listen to the episode. Continue to provide value. Um, you know, share those insights with them through a podcast episode, which means it may just have them think, oh my goodness, I I really need to work with this person. Here's more valuable content in an area that I know I need support with. Maybe, and this is thirdly, maybe you're a member of an online community where you know your ideal clients are hanging out on and you've got permission to be able to share things if that group is not yours. We want to make sure that we uh, uh, stay true to the rules of the uh, online group that we are a member of. But say someone, your ideal client, has asked a question or someone has asked a question and you know that by sharing great insights, valuable insights, it's going to be of benefit to many of the members who are your ideal clients. So it's great exposure for you whilst also bringing great value to those in the group. Now, a question is asked about a specific topic and you know that you've created a podcast episode on. So respond to the question, give a couple of bulleted points of key insights and then provide a link to your podcast episode so that if they want further information, they can pop across and have a listen to that. Now, providing that within the community, you respond to the person who obviously has answered that originally but by doing that you also then get additional exposure to others in the group too who may be kind of stalking and or who may scroll down that um, the different feed in the group and then all of a sudden come across that question and think oh I've got that issue too and then there is your beautiful insights and the bullet points that you've shared as well as a link to uh, the podcast episode. Each podcast episode that you create should be a valuable resource for prospective customers. So make sure you continue to leverage relevant podcast episodes as part of your relationship building strategy with prospective customers. Along the customer journey, think about the customer journey um, for your ideal client and then look at the various touch points, the different areas where you could then provide valuable content through sharing a podcast episode and you'll get lots of mileage, lots of leverage out of the content that you continue to share. All right, the third tip, the third insight on where you can grow your audience of ideal customers with your podcast 
Your newsletter and email database. Do you send a regular newsletter to your database? I do. I do a weekly one. I've done it for years and I've done it for years with my career coaching practice too. I love my newsletter because – and I love my podcast as well – When I write it, I imagine my ideal client sitting across the table from me and I think of, you know, the problem that he or she is facing and I put together my newsletter with my intention of sharing an insight, something that I've learned along the way through my own trials and, and, you know, stuff ups or learned through the various courses and training that I have done and expanded on. I share that in my newsletter, and then I send that to the database. What has a newsletter got to do with your podcast, Anne-Marie, you might be saying? Well, I'm glad you asked because my weekly newsletter, the Influence Bulletin, and by the way, if you're not yet a subscriber, I will leave a link in the show notes or if you want to, you can just go across to annemariecross.com forward slash bulletin. So with the Influence Bulletin that I send out weekly to my database, one of the segments in my newsletter is Podcast Binge Lineup. Over on the Podcast Network this week, and then I have a link to the show for the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, a link to the show that was just released that week for Women in Leadership, similarly for the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast too. So people on my newsletter database are there because they've either requested access to my newsletter or they've requested access to one of my opt-ins, which automatically gives them access to further tips and resources and insights through my newsletter. Now, as they have requested access to one of my business growth or podcasting resources, my opt-ins, I know they're going to be interested in what myself or my guests share on the podcast. Now, don't assume that everyone on your email database has discovered your podcast. I don't assume that at all. And sharing recently published shows with your database through your newsletter is a great long-term nurture strategy. Now, someone may uh, become a you know, subscriber of your newsletter, they may already know of your podcast, but they may not yet have popped it across. But if you strategically weave in a topic that aligns, you know, on your podcast that aligns with the content that you share as part of that newsletters, uh, featured articles, so to speak, along with some resources and so forth, that may just prompt them to go, oh, I need to go and have a listen to that. And then when they listen to you and you've got this unique and uncopyable uh, listener experience that they resonate with, it may just be the thing, the topic that gets them to say, oh, I need to listen to more. And then they listen to another and another. And before they know it, they've subscribed, they've binge listened to the entire episodes. And then again, each touch point is confirming that you are the choice versus just a choice when they're ready to move forward. So guess who's top of mind when they're ready to move forward? You. So not only have you increased your listenership, your audience on your podcast, you've also continued to nurture that know, like and trust along the the customer journey, which is so important. All right. Uh, That was the third tip. The fourth tip is LinkedIn's newsletter feature and then their extended database because of that 
Now, did you know that LinkedIn has a newsletter feature? When you update your profile and turn on the creator mode, so you've got to turn on the creator mode, you get access to a number of different things and one of those things is a newsletter. And I've known about this feature for some time, yet I have procrastinated and procrastinated and procrastinated. But then this year, I read an article from uh, one of the people that I'm following on uh, LinkedIn. Thanks very much, Scott Aaron, for your push through your newsletter got me over the line and I published my first newsletter over on LinkedIn. And guess what? When LinkedIn publishes your newsletter, so you press publish, all of your first connections, I believe it's your first connections, are notified. Now, listen to this. I published my first edition, which by the way is Invisible to Influential, and I'll link it in the show notes. Within four days, I had 732 subscribers of the newsletter, and this number is growing steadily daily. Now, my plan, my intention is to publish this every two weeks, and You know, when I look at the first edition's um, response that it got, I predict that the numbers of subscribers who are my ideal dream clients or they are connected to my ideal dream clients is going to continue to grow. And guess what? One of the sections on my newsletter is, drumroll, you guessed right if you said podcast binge lineup. However, there's a difference with my newsletter on LinkedIn versus my newsletter that I send to my email database. I embed a player into the newsletter on LinkedIn so subscribers of my newsletter can access uh, and, or listen to the podcast episode directly from the newsletter. They don't need to click out. They can stay in and on the LinkedIn platform and listen to the episode there. This is a great way to build exposure of my podcast and continue to grow my podcast audience. Now, one thing that I want to say and, and that I've noticed too Um, both through observing my own newsletter and in my experience of subscribing to newsletters and then being able to read newsletters, I know that there are people who are reading my newsletter who have not yet subscribed to it. And they may not. It doesn't matter. Guess what? They're still reading my content. They still have an opportunity to listen to my podcasts. So I say that because go right back to don't focus on vanity numbers. I shared the numbers because I just wanted to show you that there is a real benefit. There's some real, you know, achievable outcomes over on LinkedIn with the people who are engaging and reading and listening uh, to podcasts. Uh, so that's why I shared the numbers, but I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on providing quality and focusing on all of the things that I've shared with you. My ideal client will continue to travel down the customer journey because that I have you know clearly developed and and shared things the right stage along the customer journey and they will naturally um, continue to travel along that with the things that I have included so fourth LinkedIn newsletter feature use it you know and and hopefully you'll have the same success as what I've seen early days for me yet for sure but uh, the feedback that I got from that very first Um, edition so promising I'm going to continue to do that too another thing too I'm repurposing the newsletter certain aspects of the newsletter that I'm doing in my 
from my own database across uh, on LinkedIn too. So I'm not starting everything from scratch. If you're thinking, oh, yet another content. No, of course, I've got another strategy to help streamline and simplify that process for me too. Happy to share that with you um, if we're working together. All right, lastly, number five, this is the last tip. Leverage other people's audiences. I know that you've heard this before, but I'm mentioning it again because this is something that I need to do with much more uh, intensity and intention this year. Have you heard the statement, the transfer of trust? We hear it often when people are referring to referrals, referral partners. The premise is this, that if someone, so a referrer, and that referrer is someone who has already built no like and trust with a person. And that person is asked, do you know someone who does this and this? And so the referrer refers to you or refers a, a you know, service provider. Now the existing know, like and trust that has been built already from the referrer with the person who's asking for do you know someone um, is transferred to the recommended service provider because of that pre-existing relationships. And that is why referrals are so important and so powerful there is already a pre-existing level of trust which is transferred to the referred business and the referred business can leverage it. Yes, of course, the referred business has to validate that through you know the experience they create and through the things that they share, but that trust is transferred because of the pre-existing relationship. Now, we can use that premise of the transfer of trust when it comes to other podcast hosts who have built an audience of your dream clients. Now, as a guest of their podcast, you're able to leverage that pre-existing relationship, the know, like and trust that the host has built with their existing audience. And if you have the right content and, you know, you know your stuff and I know you know your stuff because you're an expiring thought leader and you've got incredible experience and knowledge and insights to share, you can leverage other people's audiences. Now, if I think of the opportunities and clients that I'm working with today, some of them have come from hearing me speak on other podcasts. They heard my interview, they listened to my podcast, they accessed my free opt-in, which I share on each and every episode. And through the relationship that I continue to build through my podcast and my automated customer relationship building funnel, I was able to nurture my new lead into an inquiry, into a conversation, and then into a customer. So you can see with the right content and the right strategy, strategy and tactic, you would have heard me share that on another show, so important. Not only can you increase your audience numbers for your podcast, you'll also be able to generate interest in your services, but also generate customers from that because you're continuing to build value, continuing to validate why you are the choice versus just a choice with uh, your audience. This is for your coaching business podcast, very different from a podcast who is just trying to create an audience and then throwing ads in there because that's the way that they generate revenue. You generate revenue from your podcast through the business that you build and generate through the content that you're sharing and the relationships that you build. Very different strategy. Now, similarly with selecting the right guests, 
other people's audiences. Those right guests who are industry thought leaders, industry stakeholders, you know, people that others, your ideal client, may go to to find knowledge and insights and so forth. If you have a guest that provides a complimentary uh, service to you or insights to you and they share their interview with their community, guess what? Your podcast is getting out your voice, your unique and uncopyable listener experience that you create on your podcast is being shared with their audience. So a wonderful opportunity to get additional exposure for your podcast to their audience as well. There's a whole strategy around that too. But don't forget, leveraging other people people's audiences get a be a guest get on other people's podcasts and ensure the guests that you invite back onto yours are themselves industry thought leaders or industry stakeholders so that you can leverage their audience as well so what are the next steps well firstly i want to know what which tips will you be implementing if you're not doing these already have you implemented any of those with success? Let me know. Go and provide some feedback over on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, rate the show and share it with colleagues or someone that you know could benefit from this particular episode. Would love that because that helps us get our podcast out into the ears of our ideal clients and also too that we can provide some real value into their lives as they're looking to build their audience with their podcast. Now, if you are just at the beginning stages of launching your podcast and you want to make sure you have all of the five pillars in place so that you can build visibility, you can nurture listeners into leads from your very first episode, by the way, go and access our Are You Ready to Launch Your Podcast quiz, which is at podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash quiz. Uh, take that quiz and then I've got some gifts and other things that I've, resources that I've shared within that as well. That is going to be incredibly helpful and beneficial for you. So I hope this episode was of value. Let me know. Again, it's always good to get your feedback and what actions you're going to take. Love, love, love knowledge. Put it into action even better. Have a wonderful rest of the week and I'll catch you on the next show. Bye for now. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for and you don't know why. I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace. And you've positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.